You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome back to another episode of Ship Talking, WCHL's hot relationship talk show. I am your host, Sharon Levine, joined today by guest Ellie Whittington, who is chatting with us about her perspectives on dating and relationships and how things have changed from the last time we had her on a WCHL show chatting with us. Before we get started, quick reminder that we are on Apple Podcasts now. Please head over there, press the subscribe button, give us a like, and maybe even a comment because that helps us get this show out to more people. All right. Ellie Whittington is the youngest guest we've had so far on the show. Ellie is 24. She's a graduate of Elon. She's spent time as a sports journalist who has worked for the New York Yankees and MLB.com. She is currently finishing up her graduate degree at NC State. You you called it a master's in sports. (laughs) Yeah, basically that's it. (laughs) What's the full name of your graduate program? Yes, Parks, Recreation, Tourism, and Sport Management. But I spend most of my time studying sports. So Sharon, you hit it. (laughs) That's correct. I have a master's in sports. I love it. I love it. All right. Ellie's joining us again after chatting with us um, about a year ago about her day. I know. I know. It's been, I can't believe it's been a year. I'm excited to hear your update. Um, at the time, Ellie, you were single, dating, and you were really trying to figure out what you wanted in a partner. Um, I think you were kind of pretty much fresh out of college at that point. Yeah. So what's your status now? Are you single, dating, in a relationship? Catch me up. God, it's so funny that you're like, a year ago, this is where you were. And I'm like, wow, so much has changed in a year, but maybe not so much in my dating life. Um, kind of the yeah. same thing is like, and obviously... We've been through some bumps in the road in the past six months, but yes, I'm still single. I think then I was kind of diving into this whole new world of recently moving to like Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area. And so kind of open to meeting people and the dating scene, the online dating scene and kind of having that first experience, which was wild. I think I started when I was 22. Not that that's like, I'm so much older now, but I'm just a different perspective then. So like, even though I'm still single and still in that, like figuring things out stage, I would say a lot has changed in my viewpoint of it. So I wish I could even remember what I told you last. Well, lucky for you, Ellie. I went back and listened to your old episode. (laughs) Oh, no. You were talking a lot about dating life pre-post-graduation. And so you mentioned how when you were in school, you were just really focused on your career and weren't really thinking about relationships. But then Mm. when you graduated, kind of like what you just said, you were suddenly like, Oh man, like I need to start thinking about this. What do I what do I like in a partner? What do I need in a partner? And I, I remember being really impressed by how you were collecting data on that. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, because I used to journal about them. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. I used to like write down pros and cons. And I'm a very like sometimes kind of that clear thinking like, oh, these are the good things about a person. These are the bad things. That's it's all coming back to me now. And that's so interesting about this like time and figuring out things. And I think the more I reflect on that, it's kind of crazy. I don't know if you've been through this stage of life, Sharon, but I'm from a small town um, in the mountain area of North Carolina. And just being from the South in general, people just get married younger and start kind of definitely like in my hometown, it's kind of like graduate college and like get married. I was like, Oh my gosh, like that's never been, um, 
it's a goal I have, but not something that came really before career or travel or things like that. So I think it was kind of this comparison thing. The last time we were talking of, I've been in five weddings in the last year. And so all these close people around me are like settling down. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even go on a good date. Honestly, I think it's healthy. And I remember actually, like I said earlier, just being really impressed by you. Because I remember you saying you coming from a small town and not really feeling that pressure that that your small town seems to put on on young women. Why, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think you, I hate to use the word, like, have escaped that pressure? But what what do you think has been different for you? Well, I think that is such a good question. And one to like dive into, I think the thing with sports in my career path and kind of journalism is that it takes a long time to hit the glass ceiling there. So if you look on the news or you look on um, ESPN or like you're watching sports, generally you're not 24 and you've hit your career goal. Whereas in a small town, you kind of hit that career that glass ceiling a lot earlier in life so therefore you are ready to get married you're ready to have kids earlier because you've kind of settled into your career where for me is I do have these big dreams and big goals so the whole settling down aspect is so different and after living in New York and I think we may have talked about this before the people around you aren't settling down in their mid-20s. They're waiting till their 30s, mid-30s to kind of find that life partner. And so I think being around that culture and being like, oh, I don't have to have this figured out at 22. It's okay if I kind of figure out who I am before. Um, so I think that's kind of what helped me escape worldview and just career goals. Do you feel pressure at all when you go home now? Or do you feel pressure at all from your family? or your Oh, kind yes. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was on a bachelorette trip this summer with and a lot of girls were from my hometown. And we're kind of like sitting around, you know, girl talk. And it's like, oh, it, it just took a moment to be like, oh, you're married, you're married, you're engaged, you're engaged. And then there is me, who is like, super single. <laughs> Like, I don't even know how to have these conversations that you're having. Like, this is so weird. And kind of not wanting to even engage in that because it's cool to hear their experiences, but they're like, oh, how soon do you want to have a kid? And how soon do you want to have a kid? And I'm like, uh, this doesn't seem fun at all right now. Dude, so I'm 33 and so many of my friends are past marriage through divorce, like onto their second marriage. Like I, I totally hear you. And I remember feeling that pressure so strongly in my like, mid to late 20s, feeling like, like I was out of time. Um, I was like messing everything up. I'm not, I'm not ever going to be able to find a suitable partner for myself because I missed that window of opportunity, just like a panic for, for years. And I, I'm so grateful now that I've like gone through that process of like finding myself and really thinking through what I want in a partner. So for whatever it's worth, I commend you, Ellie. (laughs) I appreciate your empathy, um, (laughs) empathizing with me. And it gives me hope that it's like, Hey, it's not the same path for all of us. <laughs> uh, we're going to pause right there because we're out of time for this first segment, but we'll be right back and chat more with Ellie in a few minutes. Thanks so much for listening to us at Ship Talking. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill.
And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking. I'm your host, Sharon. We've been joined by Ellie, who is talking with us about dating in her early 20s. Ellie, you were mentioning that it's sometimes challenging to to not succumb to the small town pressures of marrying early, but that you really prioritize taking some time throughout your early 20s to figure out what you want, what's important to you, to feel good in your career, and to really think about what you want in a partner. So I'm interested in in what you've learned there. Like, What do you like in a partner? What has been some takeaways from your last couple of years? Yeah, that's a great question too. And I wish I had this like perfectly laid out. This is this is my checklist, right? Because I feel like every girl has some checklist of, um, I don't want to use the word priorities, but kind of like qualifications. And I don't know if I necessarily have a checklist. And I think if I did, then I probably wouldn't even meet those anyway, because I think we kind of all evolve. And so what would be a priority now um, or versus what was a priority the last time we talked are kind of different. But I will say that I found, I found some like qualities that I think as I've gotten older are more important than maybe younger me would say. (laughs) What you got? Yeah, I would say, I don't know if you've had these experiences, Sharon, but like, we all want to sell ourselves, right? But I find so many guys, it's like, okay, you can sell yourself on the first date. But if you continue to always feel like you have to sell yourself, like ask a question about me. Like if you're not investing in who I am, and you're always doing this sales pitch, it's like, okay, I can decide pretty early on if I'm bought in or not. And so I'm kind of over like the the sales thing, like actually get to know me and who I am. And I just think that there's so many qualities of just being a caring like person that I haven't found so much like a genuine and I think also so I'm rambling now but also like a guy that's able to express feelings and emotions and able to communicate that's my number one I would say that's what so many people say is like the ability to communicate what you want and don't want in your needs and a man is really important dude social skills and social emotional awareness awareness yes yes why it seems so simple Mm -hmm. but so so many people miss it (laughs) So many people miss it, but I, I will tell you when when um, you do sense that it's like it's like green flags waving in front of me. <laughs> so exciting when I finally like have I, I remember feeling just so hopeful and excited when I finally found someone who like asked me questions and was like reciprocal in yes. communication and seemed empathetic and was able to talk through thoughts and feelings. But I'm like, you have feelings and you know how to say them. Wow, <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I remember just being like, this isn't a skill to be impressed with. This is like a basic skill that all people should have. Yeah. And that's what's so weird, right? Because it's like, we as females, I think want, expect someone to read our minds and males the opposite way. And so we're kind of both, I'm so extroverted. And that's something I realized about myself recently is being so extroverted. I don't really pay attention as much as to reading other people. And I wish I was like more retrospective into like what someone's actually feeling. So I need someone to tell me, Hey, Ellie, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I need because I just won't read into it. And vice versa for me, I'm like, I need to tell you because you might can read me, but I'm going to communicate because you could read me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just needs to have a therapist is what I think. I think the world Amen, is sister. <laughs> Um, I noticed on your social media profile that you have strong religious values. And I, know, mm-hmm. I remember you saying you were from a small town. And so I'm just, I'm interested in, in how that's played into your, your search for a partner. 
Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that definitely I grew up with a faith um, kind of, I lived in a very like cultural Christian kind of situation, but then kind of going to college and now in like my adult life, really finding my faith and making it something that is my own. And I would definitely say that those values and those just Christian values really play a lot into what I look for in a partner. So my hope is that they are also kind of on that path, following God and kind of living in a way that is honoring to that. And so I think that that's a huge thing for me. And more and more I found, excuse me, I've found more and more important as kind of as I went along, because I think I'm in the Christian culture, we call it missionary dating, where you date someone to hope to convert them to Christianity, which is kind of um, not really worth it because you're ultimately trying to change a person. And that's never healthy, no matter if that's religion or something else, because if they've not, that's going to rarely happen. And so I think it has become more and more evident to me that like someone that shares those same morals and values probably shares the same faith too. Do you tend to find yourself screening for that early on? Yes. And why I screen for that early on is I think if you don't, then it becomes an issue really soon. So it's not worth getting into this relationship with this person and it going really well. And then it's eventually going to become an issue. So kind of for me, it's been important to figure that out kind of sooner rather than later. And how do you screen? Are you kind of a direct questioner or do you kind of drop some hints and feel out a response? Yeah, just like that you mentioned that it's on my social media profile. I think that that's kind of a reason for that is because if someone obviously come on in the age that we live in, like they've probably looked my profile as public, like you've seen kind of what I believe in. So it it kind of becomes a thing that they probably ask because it's kind of out there. Um, And because there's all kinds of depths to religion too, like how, I hate to say this, like how religious you are. Um, So yeah, I think I'm not like, oh, first date, first drink. So do you believe in God? (laughs) Like, I'm not like that. But I would say, I would hope that it kind of comes out how I live too. Just like being loving and accepting of everyone. I would hope that like I live in a way that shows God's love. Yeah. Absolutely. And you, you put it out there in your, your public persona. You are <laughs> yeah. in a public position with the work you do. Yeah. Um, I remember you, Ellie, sharing that you used to track your dates and track what you liked and didn't like about <laughs> men in a little book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My little black book. That's so funny. Yes. <laughs> ah, that is something I would love to go back and look at because I haven't actively been dating as much just because of um, the pandemic and things like that. Um, I haven't been meeting new people, I would say, just kind of, I don't know what that looks like. And I'm going to be interested if you find a lot of people that have been and what their experience has been like. So I think I need to go back and look at the qualities that I said that I really liked and really didn't like. And I think I need to start doing it again. We do need to like, start doing it. And we yeah, have- that's a bummer. I think that's such a cool thing to mm. do. It's so helpful, right? Because you tend to get lost in in yes. so much when you're dating, right? Like lost in how handsome someone is or lost mm-hmm. in your physical connection. And I think it can be really grounding to have this list that you, you jot down kind of when you're removed from the situation. So I think that's really smart and really cool. And I would love to have you on just reading entries. 
<laughs> that's so I, I would so do that. And that's the funny thing. I think if it does start working out with a person, like you're going to have an argument eventually. And I think it's cool to go back in my book and be like, Hey, I really like these things about them. This is why I'm sticking through this versus it's so easy to get caught up in the negatives or like you said, just get like whimsical about the positives. So I encourage every, other people to do it. Yeah. Every girl should have a little black book. Yeah. <laughs> you should. Too. I, I, I like the idea of like, this is, you know, very gender normative here, but I love the idea also of like a man going back home and reflecting in his little back book. Yeah. He liked and what he didn't like. Everyone oh. should have one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've told my guy friends. I'm like, I have several guy friends that are actively dating too. And I'm kind of like, so what did you like about them? What did you not like about them? Write that down. So, yeah. All right. Well, we have to take a pause again and we'll be right back to learn a little bit more from Ellie. Thank you so much for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking. I'm your host, Sharon, joined by Ellie. What's up, Ellie? How you doing? Good to be back. So I remember when you were on our show a year ago, you had some first date rules. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Do you remember your rules? No, I have no clue what I said. Ellie, you were, you were super firm on them. <laughs> you were like hardcore first date well, rules. Maybe okay. I need to go to first date really soon so I can see if I can bring those back up. Okay, so I remember I remember two of them. I don't remember all four of them. But okay. You had a no kissing on the first date rule. <laughs> okay. Have you stuck to that? Or have we waited? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I can't believe I said that. Okay, well, I'll, I'll... No, I probably... I don't know. Is... I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll skip we'll skip that one over. One, you also had a the guy always pays for the drink on a first date rule. Huh? Yeah, I would say I would. I still I would write them in my little black book if they didn't. <laughs> I would probably write that as a con. Yeah, I think that I think we t- I do remember that, and I think that that's really important because if they can't dish out let's say anywhere from five to $15, like that's not that big chunk on the first date. If you can't do that much to be impressive, then like, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of high maintenance. So, and I can fund myself. I'm a strong, independent woman, but like you need to do something a little impressive on the first date. Yeah, you like to take the bill. I think that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought the same thing, but I, I remember having some friends on the show who adamantly disagreed with that and would go out oh. of their way to like secretly take the check or pay for their drink beforehand. And so it's really, you know, up to, there's a lot of perspectives on that. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would not be impressed if the guy, I think I would, went on several dates where it was kind of like they would come with a check and he would kind of look at me and I was like, dude, like you take the initiative here. So, um, so yeah, that's my take on that one. So I kind of, I still agree with that. All right, so the first, the no kissing on the first date rule is out. But <laughs> yeah, I think the more I've thought about it, it's like if you have chemistry or connection with this person, like like kissing is like a big indicator, right? Like you kind of 
why wait till the second date if you can figure out pretty quickly if it's going to work or not? I don't know. That's a strong... I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> okay, well, think about it and let us okay. know on the job. Have you had any other rules that have come up in your dating experiences this past year? Wow, I would say no new rules. And I can't even remember my old rules. I... <laughs> yeah, no... I'm sorry. I wish I could give you some more. No, that's okay. I was just wondering, have you had any experiences during the the quarantine at all? Like, have you been chatting with guys online? Are you still on the apps or have we kind of thrown out the idea of trying to date? No, I was kind of done with that even probably more like a year ago. Um, I know I've had several friends that have like decided to try out more during quarantine. I've had some friends that it really has worked for. They went on Zoom dates and ended up meeting socially distant in person and then became more than Zoom dates and became actual boyfriends, which is crazy to me, but in a good crazy way. I think for me, it's been more just like those connections and relationships with people that I've had. I have really, really awesome friends, which I feel grateful for and kind of just realizing how important relationships are. And I have some really good guy friends. And so just being able to talk to them about like their perspective of what's and some, most of them are single too. And just kind of like, well, what's your perspective with dating right now? And kind of how does that feel? And how are you navigating this? And just being able to have, I love having deep conversations. <laughs> like I'm just a very kind of feel in your feelings, understanding, being self-aware, I guess is what I would say. Yeah. So that's been really cool. Um, to just in this time to have really good relationships with girls and guys. Yeah, I, we've talked about this on the show before. I think one silver lining of this past five months has been just a reminder of, of how valuable our friendships are and, and our relationships and our family, just um, how valuable connections are. And I think it's made, I know it's made me feel a lot more creative in how I maintain those friendships which is, yeah. has been helpful. And I hope something that continues to last beyond this. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels that way. So thanks for sharing yeah, that. Ellie, we're out of time, but thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, this has been so fun and great to reflect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to have you on again in another year. It sounds good. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelboro.com. She has them say brand new.